I dig that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, repeat after me. Sabrina's Dirty Deeds. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Sab. Well, hello there, Jamie. How are you, my darling? Lovely. I'm good. I mean, I'm lovely. How's you that? Are, you are lovely. I've always said it. It's a vote of confidence, isn't it? Oh, Just I a little too into myself. How are you? I'm lovely. <laughs> what? Thanks for asking. Yeah. Had you not noticed before how lovely I was? Yeah, we'll go with that. I'm okay with it. It makes me pretty happy. Uh, you know what makes me happy? What makes you happy, Jamie? Uh, today's guest <laughs> on the podcast... A little bit different. I like this. We're going into the, the art world a little bit. Yeah. So um, we're going to be interviewing one of the world's most renowned botanical artists, Philippa Nikolinsky. And uh, we have before us, we have a couple of her latest books. And uh, the one that's called Unfolded Naturally, which is uh, – it's. Xantheria. It's the story of Xantheria. Yeah, Nikolinsky unfolded Xantheria. And this one's a bit special with, well, when you open it up, it's a little bit different. It is very different to any other book you may have seen because it basically takes you on a walk through the desert. And how does it do that, Jamie? Well, we just had it open in your lounge mm. room before. You open the book up and it folds out from one side of the room to the other. It's I metres know. long. I love it's, it. And it's the... It's sort of the story of the whole bush. So it's not just something captured in a moment. It's many, many moments. And Fremantle Press have also given us a copy of her other latest book, which is called Nikolinsky Naturally, An Artist's Life. And it's a story, not only is it the story of Philippa Nikolinsky and how she developed her absolutely amazing talent for drawing West Australian flora and even its fauna. Um, the illustrations in the book are so beautiful. Yeah, they're great books. Can't wait to talk more about them with Philippa. Um, good news, though, for listeners of Sabrina's Dirty Deeds. Uh, a bit of a deal from Fremantle mm. Press. I like this. You can go check it out. Head to fremantlepress.com.au. If you buy a couple of books, they'll send it to your place for free anywhere in Australia. The postage is free. Um, but also they're offering 10% off... For Sabrina's Dirty Deeds listeners, up until the end of August, all you have to do is enter Sabrina at the checkout. So, mm. not a bad one. And I, I can honestly say to people, don't just get one Philippa Nikolinsky book. You'll be once you open one of these books, you're going to be, you'll have dribble. You'll be drooling as I, and you can't put it down. Um, so it's really. Fantastic that we've got Philippa on the podcast today. So, hello, Philippa. Oh, thank you both very much for talking about the sun. I've got the very first one of my everlasting out today. Oh, really? Coming out in winter. Oh, yes, I know bad. all all sorts of very strange and wondrous things have actually uh, are occurring. It uh, and you, I know that you love going out in the bush. So it'd be quite interesting to see what all these changes in seasons are doing once you get out and um, get up really close to see what's happening. Yes, it will be. It'll be, well, I'm hoping to go soon, but I don't quite know when. Mm. Um, but everything, there hasn't been a lot of rain inland and there hasn't been a lot of rain up north in the deserts where I like to go. So yeah. we'll, we'll play it by ear. So you, you have been going out, we'll, well, first of all, we'll just talk about um, 
how you actually got into botanical art because you've been doing this for quite some time and exceptionally well. So what was what was the initial thing that that kick-started this deep and enduring love of of the bush? I don't know that there was anything really that kick-started it. I've, I've always drawn um, as a kid and in Kalgoorlie. I just loved going out in the bush and finding things. And I didn't actually draw flowers then. Um, but, no, it's just, been a, it's just been a love of being out in the bush, I think, walking in the what I call the red earth country, which I just love, and um, finding things and drawing things. How's and telling people about it, actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Actually, just on that, how important is it that you're passing something on and um, you're maybe helping someone else uncover something pretty special out there in the bush? I think it's pretty important to, to make people look. Um, and Because I, I, I think that quite often there's grand photographs in, in books of wildflowers and and landscape, but when you're actually there, you have to act, sometimes get on your hands and knees and look. And so I like to think that I'm interesting people in looking more closely at what we've got here in Australia, or in Western Australia particularly, um, because I, we've just got so much. We've just got, oh, just so much to see and find and discover, and there's always something new to discover. And even the old places I go back to year after year after year, I just love it and see and have favorite trees I go to see I go and see a favorite tree and talk to it oh, which sounds love that. A bit no dotty. no it doesn't <laughs> sound dotty at all Philippa I think that's so so you've you've basically you really are like an ambassador for our for our flora and and when you look at your work whether it's uh, finches or whether it's a you know, a banksia after a fire, it's almost like you can touch them. So in order to be able to create something that's that's got so much depth, how much time do you spend looking at a plant before you even sketch it? Uh, well, I look a lot, actually. But I, I sketch it there, there and then as well. Um, but I, I often talk to the, the plants and I'll, and I'll say things like, oh, God, how am I going to draw you? <laughs> um, <laughs> and or you're white, you're an absolute bee to paint. Mm. But no, I, I look at them and I, I draw and I draw and I draw. And, by, and drawing is discovery, actually, by... Drawing what you see, you're discovering what's there, um, and having to turn it round and look at it and seeing where the petals join and where the how many stamens there are and what the bees come in and where the insects are. And, um, it's it's just observational and learning and understanding. And the more you look at it, the more you love it. Um, even the you know the old nutty cones and everything else. I find beauty in all the the earth colours. Um, not just the flowers. So I, th- I guess we've got that's plenty to look at. I guess that's why you actually tell the story because um, I, I've just uh, looked at your latest book, which is um, Nikolinsky Unfolded Xantheria, and it's a very unusual book, 
and it gave me so much delight when I first opened the pages and spread them out and you gave me a walk in the bush. Can you talk a little bit about the concept behind this unfolded book? I can. I can. I think it's a darling little book um, from Fremantle Press. Um, And like most of my work, one way or another, it's fire-inspired. I think over my 50 years of painting, most of my work, one way or another, is inspired from regeneration after fire. Um, And this was after a field trip into the Great Victoria Desert. And we drove through blackened sand dunes, whereas some people might find it pretty depressing. I found it exciting. Um, and Because as far as the eye could see, there were xanthorias, and they were stark, and they were black. But they had these green, swaying arcs. Here I am. My arms are going backwards and forwards here, describe, <laughs> making making the, the new leaves. And they were all swaying these arcs of leaves, and nearly every one of them had a high flowering spike, flowering spike. And they looked like sentinels standing all the way across the desert. And it was so dramatic and so drawable. And then dotted in between all these were patches of fiery red and orange leaves. They were spilling out from um, tortured burnt eucalypts and... This was the eucalypts regenerating from their big lignotubers under the sand. Um, and this is what I find fascinating is the regeneration of all these plants. I've been on several desert trips with scientists watching after fire, watching the regeneration of re-sprouters or re-seeders. But anyway, so this was um in the great victoria desert and i drew 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 when i got back to the studio i made this seven meter long story roll or a scroll which i drew on a long piece of rice paper so i went and i asked Fremantle press if they could make a concertina book of this really difficult format (laughs) and And they were pretty excited about the idea, but it was a difficult thing to do. Yeah. And I reckon they produced an absolute treasure. It it is stunning. It's exciting to open it up and unfold it. And I reckon it's a great title, Michelinski Unfolded. It is, So um, I was just so delighted with it, as I have been with all my books. Well, you've been with Fremantle Press for a very long time, haven't you? I've been with Fremantle Press for 40 years. The first book that I did with them was their first colour book, which was, uh, oh, I don't know, 1980 or something. It was called Wildflowers in Watercolour. And and then there was Banksy Menzizii, which was also after after a fire, the the regeneration and the one Banksy flower, um, its whole life cycle. Then there was Cape Arid, which again... We went. We had this project with which we had with Fremantle again, and was to do a book on Cape Arid. We got down there, and there'd been a massive black burnt bushfire. So that was all black. Mm. So after four and a half years, Alex and I drove back and forth eleven years to watch and be and draw and create the regeneration and the regrowing of all this 
beautiful foliage and plants after the bushfire over five years. What a privilege, I reckon. What a life I've had. What a life I've got to be able to have the time to... And the job I've got to be able to go and watch all this and be part of it, be in the middle of it. Oh, I'm going on. You, know. <laughs> you, you better ask me. <laughs> Certainly beats the office, Philippa. I, I, I wonder if you have an idea of uh, of what you're looking for um, when when you're producing this work um, ahead of time, or do you go out there and find something, and that's what spurs on the next piece? Mostly, I go out and I find having to go and look for something in particular is counterproductive. Yeah, you spend a lot of time and a lot of energy. Uh, what I like to do is go set up camp and just walk and just walk and just walk and look and immerse, really. Immerse yourself in that landscape sounds pretty wet. But it's it's just walking and looking and discovering and seeing what grows together, what lives together. Some, sometimes I've sat on in front of a bush for a whole day and watched what insects come to those particular mm. flowers. And you've got some so, beautiful illustrations of, you know, it's the whole story of the plant, isn't it? It's not just, it you're is. not just, you're not just depicting the plant. It's it's everything in that natural system that actually comes to that plant. And I think that's what I love about your, you know, all your your paintings and your drawings is that, you tell you tell a you tell a written story really because the story plays in your head because there's so much detail in there and it's so intricately done and the colors are amazing can you talk a little bit about the colors that you use because you had um, you 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 actually started playing with colors fairly early on didn't you yeah, oh, I don't know. I, I I've painted. I've painted always, mm. um, but only with watercolor. I I tried oil, but I found I didn't like oil. Um, but color. Um, yes, I did all the illustrations for a book once on blue and green don't make blue and yellow don't make green and it was all the technical <laughs> technical details of how you mix colors right which which is a fascinating thing it's just fun to do but um yes i hate painting green oh, and, and okay. green green is green is green and it's really really hard to make greens look interesting i think ah. um yeah which but we have such a different lot of colours in our foliage. They're yeah. not so much green, the lovely greys and the soft bluey greys and the, and the olives. And the, yeah, there we go again, all the colour, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you, so, did, um, you went to Japan, didn't you? Do, you? do you want to talk a bit about the Kozo Scrolls? Oh, yes. Well, I, I, that was another thing after a bushfire. Um, I, I was um, a... I suppose, contracted by National Geographic for a photographer to come and do... Uh, he was doing a story on Western Australian wildflowers and I, I was the person that was showing him over three months. And uh, we were near Eniaba. Um, he was photographing it 
that's one of my favourite stomping grounds as well. And there was a huge bushfire. And it's really scary, really scary to be close to a fire. It's so wild, it's so hot, it's so unpredictable. Anyway, later on, after he'd gone back, I went back to this area that had been burnt by myself. And over two years, um, I watched and I drew and I painted all the amazing regeneration in this sand plain area. Mm. And uh, I, I made two long story rolls of that. And they were five metres by a metre. And I took those to Japan for an exhibition on called After the Burn. And uh, I also took those up to 2J after the bushfires oh, to show wow. people yeah. after to show the people that it's not all Doom desperate and gloom. in the bush mm. after the fire, but that things do come and they come looking beautiful. So um, that, that I, it's been the story roles, and as you were saying earlier, Sabrina, it's telling the whole story. It's not just a specimen plant that I paint. I like to paint the whole story of what that interacts with and, and how it grows and develops and dies and um, and regrows and reseeds and everything, the whole story. Yeah. Philippa, do you reckon art has enhanced your love of, of nature or, or vice versa? Oh, oh, definitely. I think definitely. Just being, being looking at it and then re reproducing it I suppose by painting it it's made me love it even more and I um, every single thing you start to look at the things of eaten leaves it's not the perfect plant that's that has the beauty it's the twisted ones that have survived and and the um, trees that have fallen over and new shoots coming up and the bonsai old trees that have lived on the top of rocks and and the um, sandalwood trees which are just so twisted and all those sort of things when you start looking at it um, it has made me so much more aware of of the beauty in the bush so whereas my mother thought sorry go on about, my mother thought out from she was from New Zealand and she lived we lived in Kalgoorlie and you know it was a dirty and dusty place and she thought our bush was quite ugly Till yeah. I took her on one of my later in life, I took her on one of my field trips and show her that it is there was beauty, and she really took to it after that. I think that's re- the response of a lot of people that that come to the West Australian um, bush, and they, you know, you know, people say they're harsh and brown and spiky and prickly, but. But it's a whole because it's so entirely different from any other flora in the world. I think you really must ha- sort of come with a different mindset. So you know what you do going out on the out in the bush and being in the bush and immersing yourself in the bush, you you would see so much more detail than many other people. So what what actually. What entails going out? So you go out to Eniaba, which anyone that's not from Western Australia won't have a clue where that is, um, uh, to go out on a field trip. What what do you take? Do you, you know, how big is well, a van? Is, well, Eniaba, Eniaba is only sort of, it's a day trip really or, you know, an overnighter as I say. But um, Alex and I have been doing this for 40-odd years or more 
Um, and we have a, a truck each. We have a Toyota Land Cruiser each and a trailer. Um, and we have everything on board. We've got two fridges. We've got solar panels. We've got um, everything that opens and shuts and turns on and turns off, including our electric toothbrushes. And um, so... And I do lots of cooking beforehand, so I have what we call prepared meals. They're jarred meals and I do a lot of preparation and getting salads ready into the fridges and rolling them all up and wrapping up all the fruit separately. Because when you go out into the desert, you have to take all your own water, you have to take all your own food. You, there's no shops, there's no fuel, there's no mm. anything. Um, so you have to be totally self-sufficient. And we've learnt to do that over the years. And... Um, you know, I have this book which I tick everything off before I go. There's a lot of preparation before mm. we go away. and uh, But we stay in a place for four, five or six weeks and, and I'll really learn that everything around that area. And, and when I come back and there's, there's paintings that come out of those always. Mm. You don't go looking. I don't, I'm not going looking for something there, but when I'm walking I find it and that makes the... Um, the painting when I come back from all the field drawings I do because when I'm out in the bush I walk every in the morning and in the afternoon I do all the drawings so um, it's it's not it's not a, a holiday it's work it's work yeah, yeah. It, it really is work have, and it, it's quite tiring have you got drawers just full of those field drawings the, the, the ones that kind I of have. inspire the work yeah I've got I've got Draws 40 years of field drawings. Wow. And ev every painting, every major work has its own suite of drawings, which are in folders and <laughs> all, all annotated. Um, so I can go back and I can look and I can say, say in 1901, I... <laughs> not quite. But, um, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't I, think you're quite that old, Philippa. No, no. Well... <laughs> Getting on, 78 nearly, um, but I I can look back and I can see when I did certain paintings and I've got field notebooks. I keep a very detailed notebook of every day of what I've seen, what I've found, what I drew. Um, and so I can um, look back and see what it was like, what I did at that time. And um, it, it's quite, it's, it's a historical record really yeah. now that I'm over all this time. It's um, quite fascinating to see the differences too. We can see that over the over the years, you know, the various rivers there's just not the water in them that used to be, and mm. and stuff like that. So things have changed. Speaking of historical history, um, in your book Nikolinsky Naturally, there's a beautiful story on when you met the Queen. Would you like to tell us that story? Oh, oh that. that. Yeah, well, that was <laughs> that was at Cape Arid uh, when we were at Cape Arid, and the ranger came looking for us, um, and he must have driven oh, fifty kilometres to look for us. And he came and said, "Oh, there's a message from your son." Well, you just think, "Ooh, heck!" Um, but it was that the premier wanted to present one of my books to the Queen for at, at Chogham, and would I come back? Well, Alex, we drove the 200 kilometres into Esperance through the rain. I got on the plane and when I got back and I rang the, the um, whatever it is, the, the um, protocol people and said, what do I do? And they said, oh, nothing. You're just another guest. Oh, <laughs> so, oh no. <laughs> I was a bit cheesed. 
uh, well, I was a bit more than a bit cheese. Anyway, so my son came as my guest, Philip, and we stood at the front row. And um, when um, Premier Barnett mispronounced my name, I called out the right pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he Did said, he get stuck on the nick? <laughs> yeah, nicka, nicka. And um, anyway, he said, oh, you're here. And the, the Duke then just put his thumb up and said, come on up. <laughs> so I went up on the, <laughs> the stage and it was wonderful. Oh, how then, marvellous. Yeah, because if I'd been told I was going to have to meet the Queen, I'd think, oh, what am I going to wear? What am I going to say? What am I going to do this and that? But it was totally unexpected and, and it was so it was great. And the Duke asked all sorts of interesting questions and, um, yeah, it was quite an interesting story. So then I got on the plane next day, went back down and Alex drove me back out to Cape <laughs> <laughs> The work stops for no one. <laughs> ah, <laughs> no, how extraordinary no. uh, to go yeah. from, from you know, bowing and whatever you do when you meet the Queen and then you're straight back out in the bush. But um, you have been given the Order of Australia, which is uh, a wonderful honour and uh, yes. very, very, you know, very well placed, I would suggest, Philip. I, I, was, I was really, really chuffed about that. And then last year, after my um, big exhibition at Lawrence Wilson and Nikolinsky Naturally, I was given an honorary doctorate at UWA. Oh, so, how marvellous. I mean, that was, that was amazing <laughs> because after that, I was asked to give the graduation address as well, which uh, I, that, that really, for somebody that didn't go to university and hasn't got a degree, that was quite a hard thing for me to do. Well, I think that you can see um, if someone has an absolute passion for something and sticks at it for the amount of time you have, then absolutely wonderful things come from it. And there's, a f- well, there's there, you know, you've got a few friends that like doing uh, botanical works as well around you, which, which must be great. It is, but they've, um, they've, we've sort of fallen apart, the botanical artist group, because... Oh. A couple, a couple have died, and and a couple are sick, and and some have stopped working. So really, it's we don't exhibit or anything anymore. But we did have ten years of exhibiting as the as the bag. The bags, but yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I can't see myself stopping. And people say to me, "When are you going to retire?" And I just say, "Artists don't retire. They don't retire till they fall off the perch." <laughs> so, I can't ever see you retiring, Philippa. No, I can't either. Um, and I find it very hard to um, believe that uh, I'm as old as I am mm. because because life is just so good and so full and so there's so much to do and happening and it's all so good. <laughs> and it's a story of survival, which is what you what you uh, marvel in, actually. Uh, so how many books, how many books have you produced? Um, well, I did one with a mining company, a big mining company commissioned me to do a book. That's the one that the Queen um, did, uh, got. Um, and But that's the only one that Fremantle didn't do. Fremantle right. have done seven, there were seven uh, illustrated diaries plus a journal. Then there was Wildflowers in Watercolour, Life on the Rocks, um, then there was Banksia Menzesia, Soul of the Desert, Cape Arid, Nikolinsky Unfolded, and then Nikolinsky Naturally. So uh, I think that's about 
And Brush with Gondana? 14. Oh, wow. Oh, Brush with Gondana was one with the, with the Botanical Artist Group. Oh, so that, that was, was with the bags. Just, yes, yeah. with the bags. So yeah. It's, it's been and, – and most of – so we've got Life on the Rocks and Banksy Menzizio, Soul of the Desert, Cape Arrow, Nikolinsky Unfolded and Nikolinsky Naturally are still all in print. Which is, Which is uh, understandable because I think they're immortal. I, I, I can't see any single generation that would not love opening those pages. And, and Fremantle Press, uh, Nicola, have come on board and for anyone that wants to purchase any of your books, um, right to the end of August, they're offering a 10% off. So, oh, are they? Yeah, so Ooh. people who are who have perhaps not heard of you, I don't know how, but um, uh, or you know would love to look at some fabulous illustrations of West Australian flora, and the 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 absolute diversity of the species that you paint is amazing. Yeah, my son Philip said, Mum, have you ever counted how many you've painted? And no, I haven't. Um, so There must be hundreds and hundreds. I, well, I did a whole series of uh, huge pictures of each biogeographical area. There were 14 of those huge paintings. Mm. And they they had all had masses of thing, things in them. Um, and the... The owner of that collection had them in storage for thirty years. Oh my god! <laughs> and oh. and they've, they've just they've just lent them to St John's Hospital, St John oh, of God's wow. Hospital, and so there they are in the corridor. And there's hundreds of species in those. And I I look at them and I think, did I really paint all those? Wow. Go and find <laughs> them all and paint them all. Um, and some I, I do paint some things over again, but there's this. I mean, it can go on forever. There's so many. Yeah. And I've, I am a, an ambassador for the National Parks Foundation, but I don't seem to be able to do very much for them other than promote the national parks because I think our national parks are absolutely amazing. They and, are. Uh, and I've seen, your, and I've seen your, a lot of your paintings on uh, Landscope magazines. They adorn the front cover of Landscope Yes, I did that years. for 20 years. Yeah. 22 years I did that. I well, didn't do them all, I did, but most of them. Mm. So, uh, and that was sort of everything. Yeah. Uh, which, what, what I say is they're not just the flowers, they're fish and flies and frogs and fleas and snakes and scorpions, just about anything that was nature-based mm. I've painted. So, um, and I keep wanting to do more. You know, birds, I, I love painting birds, but I just haven't got around to doing many. <laughs> there's, there's, not, there's not enough hours in the day uh, because, you know, I, I go off and have a walk in the morning early and I, then I go and have a coffee and then I'm down here in the studio working. And, um, well, painting. I won't say it. It's painting. and I, I, So that goes. I do that and have an afternoon nap. I have a nana nap every day. Oh, how wonderful. <laughs> And then start again in the afternoon. So um, it's it's a great working life and doing things that I love and I just think I'm just so lucky. Well, I um, think we're so lucky that you actually do what you do and you have a passion for it because, you know, it's it's really interesting because I always give, when I go overseas on my 
my garden tours, I always take a Philippa Nikolinsky book with me to give as a gift. And Well, my daughter-in-law now has started, she started a business called Studio Nikolinsky and she's using my images on, you know, cards and notebooks and all sorts of things and, and they're lovely and, and they're just so good as a gift to, to for um for people to send overseas or not to send overseas to get absolutely because there's nothing anywhere. else like our flora anywhere else on earth. No, there isn't. There, there, there isn't. Or and South and you celebrate have. it, yeah. But even I don't know. I think the the I think it's the will of survival in our flora that that is that creates the you know the astonishing diversity that we have it's it's amazing well just looking at the the leaf shapes and the leaf structures and then you find the little grevillea flowers hidden right down at the bottom of the this Mm. spiky spiky branch and you have to dig in there and have a look and to see see the absolute beauty of those little flowers Um, and what i i have an expression of is for the seeker who walks um unless you get down on your hands and knees and walk and look at the, these things and actually lie on the ground sometimes and look at the tiniest little flowers and I say, what are you doing down there? Who are you for? <laughs> who, sees, who sees you like that? So, um, but I just, unless you get out of the car, unless you get an, off your bike and actually walk and look and stop, um, you're treading on stuff. Yeah, well, that's right. And I think it's how wonderful that um, at this point in time we're actually confined to Western Australia and I don't think there's any better time to actually go out and discover and explore Western Australia. Oh, I don't – I think it's – we've been – you know, we've been being old. We've been sort of being quite careful about being locked down. Mm. But I've been going walking in our local parks. Well, Dalkeys and Midlands have got lots of wonderful parks, and so I've been drawing our local trees, oh. and uh, which and you know we've got a couple of really wet, rare trees in in our in one of our parks, and so I've painted that one or those two, and um, and then a next door neighbour's tree had a big branch fall off in one of the big storms, so that got painted and so <laughs> everything <laughs> that, that was close by. Um, so I can't stop even though I'm, I'm not out there in the, <laughs> in, in the bush. <laughs> That's just so beautiful. I love, you, I love it. Have you got a trip, Philippa, that, that is on the radar for next, maybe when things quieten down a little bit? Um, um, of course. <laughs> there's always the next trip, right? There's always something on the calendar. There's, there's always the next trip. Yes, I've got the I've got the uh, field book out on my desk at the moment, looking at, looking to see what have I got to get ready to go. <laughs> good, good, good woman. You can't just, keep a good woman down. And no, Alex, no. Alex, of course, has been your your wonderful companion for many, many years he, on all he's these field been trips. My soulmate and my, everything on all this, all this all these field trips and he sits and draws around camp and I, while I go off wandering and we, we're a team mm-hmm. um, really we we work as a team he does all the electronics and and all the you know fixing of cars and everything and I do all the 
the chick work, um, <laughs> cooking, and, <laughs> cooking and cleaning and <laughs> making beds and stuff oh, like it. that. Um, but no, he's great. We we I think our best times are together out in the bush. Yeah. Um, we just we just love it. Mm. Um, and always looking forward to the next one. But we love coming home. I yeah. love my garden. Yeah. I really love my garden and um, I love my kids and the family and we come back to the family really. We miss yeah. the family when we're away. Yeah. Um, we're I bet you the, grand, the grandkids would love your garden too, I should think. The grandkids love the garden and one of my, or a couple of my sons, but one of them in particular, Andre, has been, Oh, he's been doing so much. He, he's been digging. He dug up my front verge for me, mattock at a time. Ah, oh, good um, lord. To, um, so I could replant it with all the natives. And then we're trying to get rid of this dreadful Alstomeria stuff. Have you got a hint for that one? Oh, um, persistence, <laughs> I have to tell you, Nicola. <laughs> yeah, persistence. well, uh, anyway. But the garden is, you know, I keep trying to plant natives in the back. We've got shady, big shady trees. and But Alex says to me, well, you've got the whole of the state as your native garden. So <laughs> That's why so worry true. About it? That's <laughs> and, so true. As soon as he said that, it made me realise that's true. Just mm. plant what you can, what grows here in the garden and, yeah. and enjoy it. The rest outside, although I do have two big banksias outside my studio windows, which give me great joy watching all the birds coming in. Oh, yeah. Well, I keep, if it makes you feel any better, Philippa, I keep trying to grow stuff from the Kimberley down here, and it usually survives until the first winter, and then they just curl up their little toes. And I've, I've had to come to the same conclusion. I'm lucky that I can well, go up to the Kimberley, so I enjoy them up there. Yes. Well, I think that's what we have to do because I have tried, you know, I'm, I'm, I love Banksy Menzies, the books, you know, that, and they've reprinted the Banksy Menzies, calling it firewood Banksy. Mm. But I've tried how many times to grow Banksy Menzies and I get it about a foot high or two feet high and they just die. And I've had three different Banksias on the front verge. They've all died. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so I think there's something about me and Banksias that I might as well just give up. I'll just paint them instead. <laughs> well, you keep painting them, Philippa, because then yes. um, hundreds of thousands of people can actually enjoy how glorious they really are. Philippa, thank you so much for giving well, us your time. It's just been marvellous talking to you. It's a pleasure. Thank you for, for, for thinking of me. 